Welcome to Nude Radio with your host, Kenny Heflin, and I'm joined by one of my friends who has been on Nude Radio, but it's been like since season one. Um, If y'all haven't heard, it's on the Love Eats and Pray, which I totally butchered that. Eat, love, pray. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Anywho. (laughs) Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Javi, and the wine is whining. <laughs> it is, and that's why I butchered. First off, that's one well, of my... Let me finish the bottle before we started. <laughs> yeah, we're in process, um, for sure. Thank you for the bottle of wine. Of course. I feel like that's like everyone's... Uh, whoever like co-hosts the episode, Like mm-hmm. everyone brings a bottle of wine. And I guess like that's just the tone I've set without me actually setting it. But I think y'all just know that I like wine. So do you and your guests like typically just finish the bottle before you actually start? I mean, I feel like it helps us loosen up, takes the nerves away for me at least. Well, I just enjoy like a nice glass of wine and you pick this one really well. Um, Hopefully, I don't start slurring. I kind of feel like it's coming. <laughs> but first off, y'all make sure to subscribe to Newt Radio. It is streaming on all platforms where you can hear a podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Newt Radio 101. And if you want to, by all means, follow me on Instagram on my Instagram page. Okay which I said that twice, and that's at Kenny Heflin, you know? And Javi, where can we find you? Um, In Jupiter, just kidding, no. Um, I'm know. actually off of socials right now. I'm like doing a very long detox, but it's uh, Bev Specialist on Instagram. What made you uh, change that, actually? Like, what made you change your name? You want to be honest? You want me to be honest? I do. Um, <laughs> For work, short answer. Got you. Short answer for work. Um, when I first started my job uh, seven years ago, I went on there like blocked management and company and everybody on social medias. But um, somebody ended up finding my stuff. Not that I post anything that's like crazy, but I just like to keep that separate from mm-hmm. my personal life. So I end up changing the name um, on everything. It's cute. Thank you. Yeah, because it kind of like when I had saw that you had changed it, I kind of thought like, you know, it was very much like a bartender's <laughs> right. username or something like that. Right. Like, a, again, like maybe a a wine connoisseur, you know, some man. Craft cocktails and spirits, though. Yeah, man okay. of the spirits. Yeah. I feel like it was fitting. It is. It is. And how long are you on this cleanse from social media? Um, typically I do it until I feel like I'm like done. The longest I've done it was, uh, was it seven or eight months? Something like that. So I don't know, maybe the summer I'll jump back on. Um, mm. I feel like I have some traveling to do for fun and personal life. So, um, and we like to share that stuff on socials, right? That's what it's for. Mm-hmm. Um, you give people the best versions of yourself or what you want to put out there. 
and um yeah so maybe this summer i'll have things to post about but right now i'm just focused on myself family life love all that good stuff so um i'm just taking a beat and being more present and having like interpersonal connections with people i feel like a lot of time we're on our phones mm-hmm. and um we don't have you know we we come from a generation of where before the cell phone was a big thing and before the internet was a big thing you know we would go ring your doorbell and we would come outside and play and hang out and stuff like that or talk on yeah the uh the landline and uh meet up and stuff like that and with social media and just the technology in general i just feel like we're more disconnected so it's something that i do annually typically i would deactivate all of my socials across all platforms but people either think i like died or something bad happened um but i didn't do that this time i just deleted all the apps off of my phone mm. so yeah well i fucks with it <laughs> thank you but yeah y'all heard that you know so at whatever point you know he has a very handsome face so oh, thank you you know you have very nice you're not a tree monster sir wait <laughs> what's i've never heard of that a tree monster tree monster a troll you're not a troll thank you i do enjoy trolling but it's good <laughs> to know that i don't look like a troll so thank you so much trolling is fun. it is fun i've been told that i look like a furby but that was when i was younger what oh yeah the girls the they, eyebrows and the eyelashes they couldn't take and the eyelashes yeah, yeah they, they, yeah, they could the eyelashes thank you they couldn't take they but they probably um, think that you uh do curl it. them with the the curly thingy right oh yeah no yeah they they did yeah it was a lot um but yeah it's like no i just literally woke up like this mm-hmm. but um Okay, yeah. So y'all go look at his face, go look at his smile and his travels and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the Bev specialist. Please don't. <laughs> you might wake up to some extra friend request and or follows or whatever. Is your page private? Uh not anymore. It's open now, but like I said, I probably won't be on it for I don't know, maybe later on in the year, the second half of the year. Sheesh. I <laughs> wish I had that much restraint. Honestly, it's hard in the beginning, but anything is like with habit. So you do it long enough, then it just becomes normal because we we didn't always have an Instagram, you know? We really didn't. So yeah. Huh. And then there's when I do my social media breaks, I saw a TikTok video that says that I'm not talking about TikTok. So TikTok I'm still on. I still post um sporadically on there and I will watch TikTok probably every day I open that. So I guess I replace one vice with the other, but the Facebook, the Instagram. I haven't been on Twitter in years, um, or Snapchat. Facebook. Yeah. Well, I get on Facebook to engage with family and stuff, and it's really it. My best friend says I love to argue with people on Facebook, um, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not one of those people that get in the comments to argue. It's more so for work. I keep it for work because gotcha. there's lots of resources that are easy for me to find um, for work on Facebook, and then sometimes you know there's some threads that kind of get little. And I think they're funny, but that is why I keep Facebook. But I do agree that it's it's for like the aunties and stuff. Um, Very much auntie vibe. My great aunts are always like, my great nephew, he's so handsome. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yes. Or they'll say, uh, call me, but they'll write it on my 
Facebook, which is weird. It's yes. Crazy. Instead of just calling me. Bless their hearts. <laughs> well, well, I tell one of my uh, buddies, I'm like, you have to remember, they're thinking of, especially as like an older generation, mm-hmm. they're thinking of us as being just like so busy and preoccupied and doing all this stuff or whatever. So it's just like their version of like, hey, you see this at some point, you know, I'm assuming, but they don't say that or whatever, but they're assuming that we're busy or preoccupied with all the things of the world mm-hmm. when really we could be at home picking our noses. So, but we love them. Bless their hearts. We do. Aww. Shout out to the aunties and the uncles too. Yes, all of y'all. We love it. And all the gunkles listening. Yes, the gunk. Yeah, I'm a gunkle. I'm a, I'm a gunkle as well. I'm a gunkle. I'm a gunkle of three. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a gunkle <laughs> to a couple. A, a few. Yeah. Do you like kids? Yes, I do. Aww. I want children. Aww. Yeah. Really? I want to. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that for you. That's awesome. I know you don't, but. No, no, immediately, no. You know, it's the first date question for me. Wow. I'll put it out there on the first date. Because I feel like it's unconventional within like the queer community to have children unless you're actively, you know, like hetero couples, they, oops, they have kids. And then right. like within the queer community, like, we have to plan it out. We really have to plan it out. So for me, I'm like, if I have the option, plus I just, I really don't like kids. I like my nieces and nephew, but um, I really don't care for other people's children. And um, yeah, it just seems like... <laughs> I think in that Naomi uh, video when she's like, it's a big inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, when she was on the, yeah. On the stand. She was on the stand. <laughs> That's the vibe. I was made to be here. I didn't I want to be here. I was made to be here. I did not want to be here. It's, it's, it's a, big, a big inconvenience to me. That, I love me some Naomi. Me too. It sounds like there's coyotes outside fucking. It does. Um, I had an experience where she was rude to me, but I love her anyway. Oh. Yeah. I love her more, I think, because of it, though. Isn't Naomi a Leo? Is she? No. Or she is she? No. I don't know. I have to Google that. No. Yeah, no. You know what? She gives that type of energy, though. She gives fire sign, but I don't know if that's. I'm so curious. We have to ask the Lord. Yeah. I'm so curious. But back to your first day question Is that disqualifying for you if the person says that they want kids? Um, yes. Oh. Oh, shit. Y'all hear that? That's crazy. <laughs> it is. Actually, you know what? No, her fucking zodiac sign makes sense. What is it? Just guess. She's not a fire She's sign. a Taurus. Actually, pretty close. She's a Gemini. Uh. There's lots of people in the same category that share her, um, her sun sign, and we yeah, have touched. Touched by God. I love Geminis, though. Shout out to Geminis. Yeah, my dad's a Gemini. I love them. One of my best friends is Gemini, right? Uh, Tisha, she's a Gemini. They get a bad rap, but... Gemini's uh, are said to be less hot Sagittarians. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. I can see that. Just a little bit more windy. I think about my best friend, and I'm like, she's beyond extra compared to me. I'm like, I'm supposed to be the extra one. <laughs> Look. It's funny, but I love them and I've 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 dated um a few. Um I've only had a few relationships, but um two of them have been with Gemini's. Um we just vibe. Balance. 
That's cute. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm a wheel magnet. Uh, now I'm a Sag magnet, but I've never successfully had a uh, relationship with a Sag. Um, never. I've dated, I've dated a lot. Yeah, I feel the same way. God damn it. But it's all love. It's all love because we can be friends. And many other things. Um, well, within those many other things, you guys, we really, anywho, I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> get into it. This is nude radio. No, because I was going to just say, like, we went on pretty much like a 12 minute uh, tangent. Oh, yeah. But I feel like it was, it was, it has substance and people love the banter. But you know what? I'll I'll accept a lot of that responsibility because I'm the you already you know me, so outside of this, obviously I'm long-winded. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um I'm the tangent king. So it's like if you don't keep me on track, I'll lose focus and I'm like squirrel and I'll just Yeah, see, because I'm the type and I always fascinate my friends who we'll go on tangents and stuff, but I'm always able to bring it right on back. And they're always like, That's a skill that you have. How are you able to bring it back? I'm like, well, first off, like I'm actively listening mm-hmm. but, that's <laughs> um, but also that you know i just have a great memory so that's pretty good i was playing i'm like all right i guess it wasn't important well see no everything's important well i mean this topic that we're going to be discussing is something that i've been wanting to talk about for the last three seasons and it is I feel controversial. It is polarizing. It is. Yes. It's polarizing to everyone. No, it's polarizing to you. It is problematic. Damn. Damn, that's an adjective. And somewhat toxic. Wait, excuse me? Toxic. What about it? It's toxic. I'll get into it. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to tell some story time. Damn. Oh, yes. What did I walk into? The verse agenda, right? <laughs> yes, the verse agenda. Yeah, uh huh. For the the verse kings out there, hey. aka the verse soldiers. <laughs> I feel like that Destiny's Child, like soldier, it's instrumental. It's it's a war. It's a war in the community. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, it really is not. But like, you said soldiers, so I'm like, people make it. People make it a war, y'all. Which they don't have to be a war. I agree. But we're going to get into it. So, you know, this is the, again, verse agenda, a.k.a. versatile disclosure (laughs) and all the things. I want to hear some unpacking from, you know, a man who is packing, packing. How did that, what did that sound like? Oh, no, I'm just, it's, it's just a thing. Packing, I'm sorry. packing, 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 ASMR. Anywho, we're going to unpack some of the, I guess, the, the story, the successes, you know, the wins, the, the losses, you know, the, stereotypes Mm -hmm. yeah like i i think that is definitely something that needs to be discussed amongst the gay community at least it's definitely somewhere 
that I think that we don't really touch on on like an actual deeper level. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of y'all get a bad rep, you know, just like some tops get a bad rep, just like some bottoms get a bad rep. And I think that just to say this, just to preface that we tend to do ourselves a disservice by painting a broad stroke over a category of folks. And that's not fair. So obviously like this is going to be very subjective. Javi is not speaking for all versatile men. He's speaking from his own personal experience. So take that as you take it. We don't do no cancellations here on new radio. So we just, we just having a conversation, y'all. So, <laughs> but also like my listeners, like they don't like, they're not very sensitive to like the stupid shit. Right. So there's always that, but for somebody who's a first time listener, you know what I mean? Maybe, you know, I had to give that little, the little hey, paragraph beforehand. Hey, come on, catch up. Hey, you know, but I guess just to start off and get into it, when did you discover that you were verse? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, well, when did you know you were gay? Um, <laughs> uh, that's a good question, I guess. Um, <laughs> For me personally, it came more so out of like necessity of a relationship that I was in. Mm. Sorry, I just cracked my um. <laughs> Are those your toes? <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. For, so for me, I guess the discovery of the labels of position, if that's what we want to call it. Um. You know, because when I started my my gay journey or my sexual gay journey. I'll say that <laughs> yeah. I was exploring and trying to figure out, you know, what I like, what I don't like. Um, I didn't initially say, Oh, I'm verse or I'm bottom or top. I probably didn't really call it anything, but um, when I lost like my, my gay virginity, we'll call it that. Mm. Um, I topped first and um, I had never been penetrated or bottomed until uh, the second relationship I ever had. And, um, we had such a very toxic relationship, but in the beginning, when we met each other, you know, it wasn't toxic in the beginning. Um, we were very drawn to each other and we didn't really have discussions about positions and things of that nature because it was like very early on the whole dating stages. Mm-hmm. Um, and that wasn't something that we discussed very early on because maybe because we were also younger. Mm, okay. And this was many years ago, it was probably 10 years ago. Um, Actually, yeah, it'll be no nine years ago. Nine years ago, um, when it got down to the sex portion, it was like, oh, well, well, it's going to bending. Uh, <laughs> oh shit, it's going to bending. And um, he made a joke, and he was like, "Whoever had the biggest dick." I've heard that before. On top, and I was like, I've never heard that before. And he was like, "Yeah, like that's that's how it gets. Like that's how it works." And I was like, <laughs> "Get away from me, Apollo, with that." Yes. You know, I'm not ashamed to say, like, I don't think I'm small or anything, but like, he was very, he was well endowed. I'll say that. Um, oh, shit. But um, I don't know. Somehow I got my way. So I was, I, I didn't, I was just like straight up, no, I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Um, so for the the first few months of that relationship, um, 
he was on the bottom and I guess he kind of felt like I, I would never call myself a selfish lover because I always make sure, you know, I'm a pleaser. I get pleasure out of my partner being pleased as well. Same. And, you know, it wouldn't just be like, oh, I get my nut and then I roll over. It was like, always make sure like he was good too. And I'm into a lot of floor, foreplay as well. So it was always like a build. Mm, yeah. And then release. And then I was like, all right, I also have to make sure my partner's good as well. And we were together for about four and a half years. So we, we learned each other's bodies throughout that point. So it wasn't like if there was penetration, he didn't come like he would as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but he did bring it to my attention. We had a lot of transparency in that relationship, even though we were toxic. Um, and he said straight up, like, <laughs> when you met me, you already knew what it was. So it was like, you're not going to keep fucking me and I'm not getting no ass either. And I was just like, it was semi-uncomfortable, but I had to have a conversation with my best friend at the time to teach me mm. the whole process of how to prepare for that. So that's when I say it was out of necessity for me, but then I ended up enjoying it because we spent a few years together and, um, uh, yeah, that sex was amazing. And, um, you know how they say the, the, the male G spot is in the prostate situation. Yes. It's, a, it's in there. Yeah, because we learned each other's bodies, we got to the point where it was, um, the orgasms were hands-free. <laughs> for both of y'all? Yeah, for me more than him. Uh, um, we got there with him eventually, but it was towards the end of that relationship. So, it, I mean, it took years. Because even, um, he's one of those guys who couldn't come from head. Mm. I can't come from head. Um, so I remember like getting fucking lockjaw because I spent an hour. It was over an hour and I finally got him to, to come for the first time. But then, you know, over time, again, we learned each other's body. We had a lot of sex in that relationship. So we probably why we stayed together much longer. And then the hands-free orgasm, which is like, that's rare, I think. But just in my experience wow. after him, because like I said, I, I hadn't been penetrated prior to him. Um, so it was kind of like, damn, how do we get that again? So that, that, you know, that was disappointing with um, individuals after. I was like, damn, how do we get that? How often did you guys have sex a week, would you say like on average? So because of the nature of my work, I wasn't home very often. I traveled a lot. Um, But I would make it a point to be home at least, I'd say, okay, so seven days a week. Let's say I was home a minimum of two days a week. Mm -hmm. We would have sex probably twice a day, honestly. Um. And then because again, excuse me, the nature of my work, there would be moments where I could be off for like a week and then within that week. So if I was home for seven days, we'd probably have a sex five out of the seven days. Also was younger, like I said. And then because we had both become versed within that relationship, um, I don't know what he did after because it was a very bad breakup, but, um, but because we had both came versed within that relationship, because I, I wasn't versed when I left that relationship. So mm -hmm. we had that. Um, I think we were able to have sex more because it wasn't one person who was like, you know, give me a minute. I need time to heal. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let that thing rest. Mm -hmm. Or um, I'm fucking drained. I can't even get my dick up. Stuff like that. Um, and then also for me, again, I can't speak for anyone else. I know for me, if I'm having sex and, um, damn, the wine got me. Um, <laughs> I have to top for like, so say we're flipping, for example, okay. oh, we can get into more details about that later, but yes, we will. if we're flipping, 
Um, I have to top first. Mm. Mm. Because with the with the whole finding the whole G spot situation, like even if my dick couldn't get up, like you could still fuck me and I could still get that hand free orgasm without having to worry about because if if I do that first, then the dick I can't get it up. But are you still like are you still horny even after busting the nut the first go round? And like are you still like wanting to even be penetrated at that point? Not in that immediate moment, but there there have been times like within that relationship and then one other person who I actually wasn't in a relationship with, but I don't know, we just had some crazy sexual chemistry. Um, but in that relationship, yeah. So it, it could it could be immediately after. Um, but as I got older, I feel like my libido has slowed down from when I was younger. So now I can still do the rounds, but it has to be um not even a lot of time, honestly, because I'm, I'm thinking about like most recently, like New Year's Eve. It's like the last like crazy flipping situation. And that one was like it took maybe five minutes. <laughs> but like, I, need, I, need breathe, I need some ice cold water. Like after sex, I need ice cold water. Oh, shit. You got to cool the throat. You know, oh. a little bit, you know, lubricate it, all that. Uh-huh. And then you can get right back into it. Well, damn. See, yeah, because that's one thing that a lot of people don't really know and but also hear about is just like the act of flipping. You know, we I know for me um, and I know from people that I've talked to, be them tops or bottoms, Mm -hmm. we want to know, like, as far as like, okay, like, are you guys flipping in every single, you know, sexual encounter? Like. What does that look like? Are you guys like extra horny because of the flipping? Like, you know, so that's why I wanted to know, like, are you actually legitimately horny enough to get penetrated even after busting a nut from mm-hmm. topping your partner at the time and stuff? Because again, like everything is always just like very individual. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, at least um, I'm good for at least I've tested myself out. Um, I can definitely give somebody two rounds for sure. Like that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. I haven't been tested enough to do other than that, but it's just like, okay, let's see how it goes or whatever. But I know for me, like, give me like 10 to 15 minutes at the longest and then we can do whatever we need to do. That's fair. I feel like I can relate to that. I think the same. So if I'm, if I'm speaking about the past versus the present, like, again, I feel like there's many variables. I was younger than that was almost 10 years ago. So I feel like the stamina in my libido was a lot higher than it is now. But then also, like I said, it was the nature of my work. I was traveling a lot more for work. So for me, you know, the whole absent makes the heart grow fonder. I don't know what it is about that relationship, maybe because it was toxic versus a more healthier relationship, which kind of sounds crazy now and say that out loud. But the sex was insane. I think maybe probably because of the whole toxicity of it all. Maybe because we were younger, because we didn't see each other so often. So when we got together, like one wasn't enough. It was like, I'm still horned up. He's still horned up. We were ready for each other. And I, I would like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like be jacking off or like masturbating when I was away. Mm-hmm. So it was like, when I got home, it was like, yeah, like we need to get in. 
Um, so it would be rounds, maybe that first night, and then you know, maybe take a break the next day or X, Y, Z. But to answer your earlier question, for me personally, it's not a flip situation every time. For me, that's very much like, that's off some like, I won't say special occasions because it's not something you really plan out. Well, maybe some, maybe some couples do, but it wouldn't be something that like, I've never planned it out like a whole flip situation, kind of just like it would happen. But, um, in that relationship, um, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, uh, every single time we have sex. It really wasn't that at all. It would be like, um, you know, he's topping today. I'm topping tomorrow. We go a day in between, he wake me up with head, or the next day, um, mm. ride it bus and shit like that, or we're sleeping, and right. I just pull him to the side. That side sex, at 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, that hits the best. Side sex? That side sex, yes. I just wake up horny, and then I just, yeah. Can we talk about the side sex? <laughs> it's the best. You just stepped on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that side sex is like 3 a.m., man. Yeah, that hits. That side sex, though? <laughs> Yeah, you made me like go back. You have flashbacks. <laughs> I had a flashback. That side sex is hot, and the wine has definitely kicked in at this point. I am flushed. Yes, sir. That side sex, <laughs> because like with my apartment, y'all, like I have like six big ass windows, like in my living room. And I have like I think two or three or four. I don't fucking know in the bedroom. So around three o'clock, four o'clock, that's when the moon wraps around and it's like actually mm -hmm. pointing down on my bed. And you transform <laughs> basically, so and it's I turn to something, I turn on the side, okay. Um, and I, I've had many moments where, um, not as many as I would like, of course, but enough to leave a memory where that moon wrapped around <laughs> and it was like 3 4 30 something like that or whatever. And that, and, and it was, it was literally like just moon, like don't let it be a full moon and bright. <laughs> And it's shining right down by seat, like, like in the blinds. It's just like directly on the bed. And we do the whole side sex thing. And it's just like so romantic. It's so romantic. And it's, just the best. it's so good. I love it. You know, we need to, we need to uplift side sex more. We really do. Question. Can I ask you something? Because yes. I, I met somebody, um, not, not in a sexual manner, just like a friendship manner. Um, recently and we had a conversation about like so you know how people talk about positions and you know you, you got your tops reverse tops versus bottoms versus all that good stuff power this that and the third um he said i think i was having a conversation casual like kitchen table talk with multiple friends and he mm -hmm. said something about being a side mm -hmm. i was like a sidekick <laughs> i was like a sidekick like what is that um so i'd be learning shit every day and he, he taught you uh, yeah, I guess maybe from his interpretation of for himself as what he identifies as, as sideness or whatever, but I still don't feel like I have like a good grasp on or good understanding of what a side is. And I remember going home, like in my Uber that night and just like Googling it as well, just to kind of figure out like, okay, what's the definition of this? Like, what is a side? And yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. So technically, um, I identify as a top, mm -hmm. but I also coined myself to be a lesbian top. Mm -hmm. But within that lesbianism mm -hmm. is actually a side. Mm -hmm. So technically, I'm a top side. <laughs> or side top. <laughs> if we want to go through all that bullshit or whatever, like, 
Yeah, I'm the top cider. Um, like the Sperry's. I used to love those shoes back in 2010. Anyways, they had they had a run. Uh, cute little bow shoes, Sperry's top ciders. Yeah, so yeah, because it's it's really that give and take of uh, submissive and dominance outside of penetration is what makes you a side. All of that within a relationship, like a balance of submission and uh, dominancy. Yeah, because super dope. I love, which I've talked about plenty of times on the show. I love, uh, I'm a big oral and foreplay type of guy. So within that, I tend to have that success when I'm dealing with another top. Mm -hmm. And we have, technically we're sides in that point because we're just exchanging dominance and submissiveness and mm. I love that. me too <laughs> you know like it, it just be like real good because yeah i don't that's like as verse as i get mm-hmm. like technically like my mouth is a verse hey yes i'm i'm orally verse i don't fucking know again i'm saying shit but back to you though back to me yes back to you so that was your first discovery of your versatility yes my first discovery of versatility was with uh, did you have a problem afterwards identifying as a verse even if you weren't being versatile in every sexual encounter like if somebody was to ask you straight point blank how do you identify top bottom verse what would you say if they asked me that um i would say verse top i don't i don't feel like i had a um an identity crisis or an issue um with defining it and i think the reason why i was saying verse top was at the moment was because um after him i didn't want nobody else to fuck me mm-hmm. And um, prior to him, or even not even prior to him, like being in a relationship with him and the sex that we had, like I I, I feel like I have a good trip. I feel like a pretty good top. Um, I haven't had any complaints. I, don't, I feel like I, I know how to fuck. So regardless of what it is that I'm doing, like I'm going to do it well. Oh, shit. And um, like I said, prior to him, I hadn't had penis. So at least not penetrate me in that manner. Orally, sure. But um. After him, I wasn't like, oh, let me explore this versy bottomy thing. It was more so like, because for me, I, like I, I did try before with other people, mm. but it, it wouldn't, it was more of an emotional connection for me. Like I couldn't uh, bluntly, I, like, I couldn't get it in because it was more of like a mental thing for me. Like I had to be connected to you mentally. Um, I couldn't just let any dude that I was dealing with, whether it was just like in a friends with benefits situation or a hookup situation, I couldn't just let them fuck me. Like it, it just, nah. Mm-mm. Is it that you're not like, you're like literally like physically, emotionally, mentally, just not even turned on enough to bottom in that situation or it's the, and then some. Um, I think I have that emotional connection. Got you. Pretty much is where I'm at with it. To make you horny enough to even want to be penetrated by somebody. Because uh, I'll tell you this, because remember I told you I had to ask my best friend at the time, like the whole process of like preparing for that, uh, I was unaware of how to do it. You know what I mean? So that was trial and error. And then um, I don't like, honestly, I don't like the process. 
I don't like the process. I think it's way. So like shout out to our bottoms, the people who are identify as total bottoms, power bottoms, or just, you know, bottoms in general. And that's what they love. You know, my best friends, they, that's what they identify as. They, you know, they never had no, no booty before. And, um, mm. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, look, it's like beautiful. Like, how could you not try it at least? But, um, but you know, that's their thing. That's what mm. they want. For me, I'm the opposite where it's like the whole prep situation, like prepping for that, that I don't, I don't even like to do it. Like it's, it's too much fucking work, um, for me. So just to like, for some random ass hookup or. I don't think I've had a friends with benefit that was penetrating me. No, I've never had a friends with benefit that was penetrating me. So yeah, it just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't my thing. It had to be an emotional connection, which is probably why I got that, that hands-free orgasm, if I'm being honest with you. That's amazing. I mean, emotional thing for me. Cause it's like, I think it starts, men it's mental slash emotional because like mentally, like I have to be, I got to feel you on some type of like emotional vibe to even allow you to, to bend me over. I don't know mm. if it was, um, I guess I'm, uh, I'm more like dominant, my personality, mm -hmm. even sexually in the bedroom, I'm more dominant. So for me to be submissive to you, because mm -hmm. I dealt with someone before who we, we didn't enter a relationship though, because he was toxic as fuck. But, mm -hmm. um, I remember when we stopped fucking with each other, he was just like, you know what your issue is? You know what your issue is besides that mouth? Cause I do got a mouthpiece on me. It was, um, you never want to submit. I need you to submit to me and we'd be okay. And I said, that will never happen because you're demanding it of me. Mm -hmm. I never said I never submitted to man in my life. It's you're demanding it of me and I'm alpha. You're alpha. So you can't tell me to submit to you. I'll die on that hill. Like I'm the type of person that walks around thinking like, can't nobody in the room beat me. You could be six, seven, 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I might die on that hill, but at least I ain't go out like no punk. So same thing with a nigga. Like, I'm not going to let you try to like force me into submitting to you. I have to want to do it for you. So it's the same thing when it comes to taking dick, I guess, for me, which makes it sound way more philosophical than it actually is. But. No, I mean, no, it that makes sense. I, I just, and I ask that because in my years, like I lost my virginity at an early age as a top, went through like oh, 13. Um, yeah and i was fucking the same person for like four years and within those four years because i was gay and i was a teenager like i did have uh curiosities as far as seeing about like bottoming and stuff like that and whenever it would happen it was always just like really uncomfortable but again we were younger it wasn't like my default thing. I didn't really know what that really meant at that time. Cause again, I was a teenager. And then when I started to become into like my adulthood and stuff, I did try to like, when I was like 19 or not even 19, but uh, 20, 21, 22, I did try to explore that again, just as an adult. And I did have, um, two to three yeah actually three times where it was successful you know and it was actually pleasurable and stuff and uh i was like all right well that's cute you know but mm -hmm. again i knew what i really felt inside because how i pretty much break it down and and you can tell me what you feel about it and other people or listen to the episode y'all let me know but I feel like what makes people tops, bottoms, averse 
is it all comes down to when you fantasize about sex and you having sex, mm -hmm. what are you doing when you're fantasizing about sex? Are you being penetrated? Are you doing a little bit of both? Or are you doing the penetrating? Mm -hmm. And no matter what you do on the outside, how do you really feel on the inside? That really dictates who you are and like where you're, um, as far as like you're, you're going to go, like what your boundaries are and stuff like that. So when you mention like your two best friends who are bottoms and it's like, oh wait, but booty's so good. It's like, yeah, to you, to me, <laughs> to everybody, <laughs> to a lot of people, well, not even a lot of people. Cause most people in our community are bottoms or do bottom. They are. Oh. Everybody would, everybody knows that it is hard to come around a top, like a real top, not a Twitter top, but See, a real top. Experience, Cause I ain't never been on a hunt for some dick. Hey, like I've never, a lot of us have to, a lot of us have to, you know, scrummish through the scraps of the dumpsters that we call some of those hookup apps. <laughs> um, I ain't going to put none out specifically, <laughs> but yeah that's something i've heard for years since i came into the gay scene that uh tops have always been uh the sure. minority scarce um endangered i've heard it, i've heard it all and you do see like that most people are bottoms or like to bottom you know so because i kind of i call verse people people who bottom um okay <laughs> yeah i mean people who bottom but like I said, like it really just comes down to the fact that, yeah, you enjoy penetrating because you like a part of you likes to do the penetrating and to be a top. I, I prefer that's what I prefer. I prefer to do the penetrating. I prefer to to feast on some booty. Um, I feel as though. Like when you're when you're on, the, I don't know, I can't again, I can't speak for anyone else. I can only speak for myself for me. I feel like you're in a very vulnerable position when you're when you're um, being submissive to somebody. So, in terms of um, you know being penetrated, you have to trust the person that you're allowing to do that. Um, and there's a vulnerability in it, and I feel like it's it's hard to do that. So um, maybe that's why I've never been like on a hunt for like some random dick. So to speak, so not to say that I've only had it being in relationships, because that's true. That's not true. There's been hookups. Um, well, not just random hookups, actually, not for a penis. Um, like a friends with benefits situation, like somebody like, you know, we hooked up a few times. You're very um, picky choosy with security. Very selective. People I've known. Mm. Um, always caught a vibe with. And then you're like, oh, do I wanna try? To... All right. Mm. Okay. I mean, you know, and, and like I say, like that, it just really comes down to what you fantasize about when you're having sex. And that is really what dictates who you are and how you kind of show up and how you really navigate through sexuality and intimacy within same gender loving encounters, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's why I say like for me, when I did try um, and it was it was substantial um relationships that you know somebody i was dating that was like bigger than me and i was like early in my gay life and stuff trying to figure what that looked like 
And I just thought like, oh, well, they're bigger than me. Like I, that would be crazy for me to top them. Like that's nuts. You know how many tall bottoms I attract? <laughs> yeah. I mean, which we, which we talked about um, before um, Houston is a place where tall bottoms roam free yeah. and I call it dragon riding. Yeah. Yes. Um, dragon. Yeah. I'm Daenerys on top of Drogon. And I'm slaying the villain. You say Dracarys, and then you shoot on their back. I might as well. Dracarys, and then you shoot on their back. Hey, that may that might be that the hands-free orgasm that they experience. You know, that's the Dracarys. But I say that to say this: we all have our things. I feel like a lot of times that whenever I'm talking to first men, uh, be it on social media or just like in person. Mm -hmm. They always have like this very elaborate definition and explanation of of what they like to do when it comes to sex. And for me, I'm like, you a top bottom of verse. Like, damn, like it's not that difficult. But they'll say, Oh, I, you know, I don't like labels, or oh, I'm just me, or oh, I like to do this and I like to do that and 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 when I came into my life, like, and, and, and I'm like, are you top bottom of hers? Just say verse. You know what? Because I, well, I, maybe, uh, yeah, I can't speak for everybody. I feel like in relationships, so say for that example, like when I got in that relationship. So like now, now at present day, 32, 32 years old, I can be like, without any type of hesitation, yeah, like I'm a verse man within a community, right? But I feel mm -hmm. like when I was younger, 10 years ago and I got in that relationship and he's like, oh, I'm a top, I'm a top too. They're like, who's doing the, who's doing the bending? And you're yeah. trying to figure it out. So that's a tricky situation. You're trying to figure out like, well, who, who getting fucked? You know what I mean? Um, and in that relationship, there was compromise. So if I mm -hmm. met somebody or was having a conversation or doing a podcast and they asked me to define myself, is it fair to be like, oh, I'm a top when I just bent over for my partner who I was with for three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, am I inverse now? Do I identify as that? But I feel like in that relationship, you're like, I'm going to do whatever it is to please my partner for some people. Um, I don't know. Maybe some people make it a little bit more extra than it needs to be. Um, they be making it real extra. And for me, who's like very direct and, and straight to the point, I just find it so frustrating because I'm like, it's always just this elaborate explanation story around what they like to do. And I'm just like, just say you first, baby. Damn. You know, like the fuck Jesus. And like, I'd be just figuring it out. That's like when people are like coming into their gayness and they don't, they don't want to define it. Yet. These They're, niggas be settled and full of bullshit. That's what they, <laughs> these niggas be old. What did Raven Simone, cause that's what she want to be called. Simone, yeah. What did Raven Simone say? Um, I'm a person who loves another person or some shit like that. Now she says she's gay, but she didn't, she didn't straight up say that in the beginning. I'm a one who loves another woman. These identity crises that people be going through. Look, <laughs> I, I pray for y'all guidance through it. Uh, we do live in a black and white world with some gray in it. And hey, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was funny because I was talking to one of my friends earlier today mm -hmm. and he had mentioned why he has a, a hard time just saying that he's verse Moses. because of the negative connotations that they get. Oh, yeah. And. I was like, oh, what negative connotations is it? Obviously, I knew what the fuck he was talking about, but I wanted him to say it. 
Because look, let me snort and edit that out. <laughs> look, as as a gay male who operates throughout the socials, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk from the verse community. I don't care if you're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, some news poll, some blog, some podcast, whatever, where they're always spouting out first sex is the best sex. Tops are bottom. Tops are bottoms and bottoms are and boring and tops are boring and all this shit in verse sex is the best sex. Mm. And we're going to preach this from the mountaintops and all that stuff or whatever. And for me, at least, I'm just like, look, there's no reason to uh, degrade or minimalize somebody else's way that they choose to have sex, be them tops or bottoms. Like, why are you, why are you calling us bland or boring or stiff or rigid because we choose to have sex the way we like to have sex? Whereas we're not downing y'all for well, being versatile. But hold on, in that in that same on that same note, you just said that your friend says that he finds it hard to identify as just a uh, verse because of the negative connotations he's got. So you're saying Which is that connotations, right? So you're saying you're saying why would people uh, make comments about tops or bottoms being boring because they have been attacked for being verse? Because I mean, again. We part of the community, so we already know what's up. So, like, when your friend was saying that, and you wanted him to explain, you already know what's up because it's like, oh, I'm verse. They're really a bottom. That's just what it. Because people bottom shame at the end of the day. So, like, that's what it. That's what it boils down to. Yeah, and that's the thing. And and back to what you were saying, like, yeah, that I wanted him to answer that because I already knew the answer. And yeah, what I had it just explained was that's the reasoning why is why he feels it's a negative connotation because there's other people of his, you know, side of the corner or whatever, the verse folks that are spouting out all of this fucking venom to anybody who, that's so dramatic. Anybody who wants to hear it. And a lot of people that don't want to hear it. um, We just sign up to hear all of that. (laughs) What did you sign up for? We just wanted to chill and fuck and do our thing and just live and be merry. You know, we wanted to be tops, we wanted to be bottoms, and the verse people would be all verse. Like, that's cute. Like, I actually think it's a beauty of versatility. Like, that's beautiful that you guys are able to, both sides, you know, to, to do both, you know, to master both dark arts. I hear both sides of that, of that argument only because as someone who has been, like, I've had my share of experiences on those apps that, you know, we're not uh, featuring today on Nude Radio, but um, <laughs> I've seen it where it's it's the guys will claim to be again. The stigma is if you're verse, you're just automatically bottom. The guy, but in my experience too, the guys will claim to be, you know, verses, but they're, they're just bottoms, you know. And they, and they say I don't know why they say that. I, mean, I don't know why they don't just say bottom. That's kind of weird. I can get in, I can I can get into that, but yeah. tell me why because I I really don't get why they say bottom if they, they just want some dick. So I don't know why they don't just say bottom. That's I, I I get that, but then the guy who's the verse, mm-hmm. why don't you just say that you want some dick because that's what you're searching for? Okay. So why not just state what you're searching for, what your intentions are? Like, I want to get fucked. I want to do the fucking. Let's break it on down real quick. So, in our gay community, we operate off of uh, outdated as 
heteronormative practice when it comes to sexual identity, how we choose to have sex with masculinity and sub and femininity and submissive and dominant, right? Mm. So again, it's proven, it's it's literally a fact that there's mo more bottoms and people who prefer to bottom versus top. So there in 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 that lies a lot of um hyper masculinity, a lot of misogyny on top of that. It's a lot of toxic ass shit yes. and sure there may be tops that may um say like you know that some bottoms may be loose or some shit but again <laughs> you don't really hear that like we usually make fun of people who shit on dicks right yeah but they're having butt sex but yes correct amundo but where the reverse um homophobia Okay, comes in is the from the people that actually prefer to bottom bottoms bottom shame each other versus bottom shame it's bottoms the, but most of let's let's talk about it yep. most of the bottoms are bottom shaming each other you're right actually you you make it you're making some valid point because it's all about the oh conversations you, i heard the kitchen yeah table. you loose you don't got no walls bitch you sloppy you shit on dicks you you're shitty kitty all these different things shitty kitty yes all the all the things so when that comes into into uh play there's a lot of bottoms who have seen all of that negative discourse mm -hmm. and they want to uh kind of like take themselves out of the the category and say oh i'm a verse when in reality they're really a bottom right. when you get down to it when y'all are both naked in the bedroom what are they doing? They bending over or they spread their legs ready to get some dig. They want to get plunged, Sweet. dug deep. They want to get bended and folded like a lawn chair. <laughs> and when it's time for you, if you may, if you may actually be a versatile man, when it's time for you, or you may be a bottom. Cause I know a lot of people that are hooked up with some quote unquote verse niggas. Mm -hmm. And when they like, Oh, well shit, you said you verse. Like I want some dick and they like, oh yeah, I don't have so many drinks. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. Yeah. I need a minute. And it's like, oh, so you really a bottom and you said that you're reverse, but the reasoning behind that is just the root of bottom shaming. So they prefer to say I'm verse, even though they really are bottoms. And that's why a lot of people would think that versatile men tend to be bottoms. Mm-hmm. Similar to how straight or gay people look at bisexual men as being gay, because so many bisexual men say that they're bisexual before they feel comfortable enough to say they're they're gay. Right, right. So that's where that comes from. But like the actual verse men, they feel the need to, for the most part, not all, they feel the need to spout, you know, all this different like verse rhetoric and. I call verse men like the Jehovah's Witnesses of the gay community. Because again, like y'all telling a lot of people that one of them people to hate now. That's crazy. It's not hate, it's just it is because it's used in a negative light. Like we no one praises Jehovah Witnesses, you know, and no shade to anybody who um identifies with that that religion, but we we as a part of the black community, we already know what that means. You know what? Y'all I mean? go from door to door to tell people about the Jehovah's Witnesses, the Jehovah's Witnesses, they go from door to door and they want to tell you about Jehovah, <laughs> right? So with the verse men, 
on the social medias <laughs> and all the other media outlets or in interpersonal connections and relationships, they want to tell you that what versus sex is what the best sex <laughs> and that what you're doing I mean, it is, okay. is boring. And it's like, what I feel, I'm like, oh, and they really only tell tops that because they want to bend the tops. <laughs> they usually never tell the bottoms that because it's like, my thing is, oh, tops are boring until you want to get plunged for like the entire duration of our friends of benefit situation or our relationship. But we're boring though. You know what? For me, I actually, I don't, I, I hear you. And I ain't saying that what you're saying is wrong. For me personally, I don't relate to that because I have never tried to spread a verse agenda to a top or anybody that I was dating. Anybody that ever penetrated me, I had to, I had to fuck them first. So it was like anything, and, and I made it very clear, anything that you think you're going to do to me, I'm going to do to you because you ain't about Ooh. to be folding me like a fucking pretzel. Ooh. Again, it's a vulnerability thing. So I have to, I have to connect with you mentally and emotionally first before I could even allow you to penetrate me in that manner. So if you did it to me, I did it to you. So you're a less problematic verse. I mean, I don't really feel like I'm problematic at all. Because again, like I said, like if this is a space where say I'm dating, for example, mm -hmm. um, I don't try to convert because mm -hmm. I don't need to convert you. So it's like, and in terms of like compatibility. So if I'm being, if I'm dating somebody, right. Mm -hmm. Um, if I meet somebody and they're a bottom, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not pressed if they don't want to fuck me because I don't need that. I can be in a relationship where you can go to. Like, I don't. I don't need to be penetrated. Okay. For me. But you need to do the penetrating. Well, you 100. percent So in that sense, like if I meet somebody mm -hmm. and then he's a top, and then he's like immediately no, absolutely you're not been to me over. I'm gonna respect that. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to convert you the same way I feel about children, where it's like, okay, you want children. And it's, for me, it's off the table completely. So we can't continue to build, build a future because you're not going to say, oh, well, maybe something he'll grow into, or they'll be like, oh, I'm cool with not having mm -hmm. kids. And then we're dating and then three, three years down the line, we're getting, you know, we're serious at this point. Mm -hmm. And now you're upset with me and you resent me because I don't want to have children. You're trying to push that on me. Mm -hmm. That's entrapment to me. Yes. So it's the same thing, you know, we could date, we can vibe, we can feel each other. And, you know, when we get to those conversations about sex, somebody, some people, you know, they, they had that conversation in the very first date. For mm -hmm. me, I don't really care about that because when I date, I date with intention. Um, If I want to fuck, I, I have had the same friends with benefits, honestly, for almost 10 years. If, you know, I was not, you know, I'm, I'm with somebody now. If I was single and I was out in the streets fucking... Um, if I, if I wanted dick, I know where to get it from. If I wanted ass, I know exactly where to get it from. I've been with the same, fucking the same niggas for 10 years now at this point. So for mm -hmm. me, if I'm dating, I'm dating very intentional and I want to see some type of a future with you. So my dating process isn't really about sex. Now, when we come to those conversations, obviously I don't let months go by mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, we find out that we're not compatible, but because I'm flexible, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I don't mind if, you know, it's one way or the other. But mm -hmm. what's off the table for me is you're going to be fucking me the whole time and I'm, and I'm not getting ass. Like that's, that's off the table. Cause for me, I prefer to top more than I do. Um, the whole bottom situation. Like I don't, it's like I said, I don't like preparing and it's, it's not my thing. So I prefer to be with somebody, you know, how people get into the sub categories of things. So it's like, first 
mm-hmm. verse top, verse bottom, or whatever. I just call it verse. But like, I prefer if I'm in a relationship or dealing with somebody, I prefer verse bottom than I do a verse top because I would prefer ass more than I would dick. Um, for me. Uh, so if I met somebody and they really go on the bottom, I'm cool with that. If I met them and they said dick verse, are you a true verse though? You're mm. not going to be fucking me the whole time. Gotcha. You gotta clarify. Yeah, and that's the thing that I've always wanted to know, like when people have like those dual, you know, categories and stuff, like what is it what outweighs what more, you know? So that's good that you were able to point out the fact that you lean more towards the topping versus the bottoming. Right. Because of preparation. It's not just preparation. Well, yeah. But also the yeah, I mean, emotional. It's like, uh, yeah, I just prefer to, I, I just prefer it. If you didn't have to prepare, would you be getting fucked more? If your booty, if, if the booty didn't do what the booty would be doing, mm-hmm. would you be getting bended over more? Probably. Oh. Probably not. You don't like when a G spike getting hit? I do. Um, but everybody can't do that. When that prostate throb and like a heartbeat. Everybody can't do that. It's not a it's not a it's, it's not a yeah. Everybody can't do that. One of my bottoms actually from a couple years ago, they told me uh it was in season two. And we talked about it. I think it was uh one of those make me squirt yeah i think that was the episode yes make me squirt where one of my bottoms had told me uh or mostly like really asked me like if i'm a top who likes to get eight out from time to time which i do i love it if you know you offer it like i'm gonna go pass it up (laughs) especially if you're really good at it um because i would prefer to get my ass a over get my dick sucked any day anybody can't eat ass though that's the thing this is true Beast on but it's really it's funny though for me like i'm with i have my legs back and i'll be in all the positions and stuff you know setting the fantasy and everything like that mm-hmm. um because you know you got to create a moon yeah a full moon like brandy said <laughs> and i like to do all of that but i'm always but really when i'm like with my legs like back on my back I'd be thinking so like to myself in my head, like, oh wow, like this person really got their tongue in your butt. <laughs> Whether they're doing it good or bad, like it's just like the it's I'm just weird like that. Like I just think that that's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you really got your tongue in my booty. Like, mind you, like I done cleaned it and stuff or whatever, but that bottom from uh making me squirt did ask me like what's your preparation, all that stuff or whatever. And I remember telling them like I, you know, do the shower and stuff. I thoroughly get up in there and stuff, but uh, they put me on to something that I've been doing since 2021, at least, mm-hmm. uh, where I actually do a, uh, what I call it, two passes. Um, I see what you want. Oh, yeah, it's a two-pass douche. Okay. You know, because when I'm usually dealing with other tops, and because of certain anatomy, mm-hmm. my anatomy at least, you got to create the moon. You got to set the fantasy. So niggas get really excited and they want to poke the pie. <laughs> they want to poke the pie and you kind of just want to make sure that you're really good for the poking. Yeah. Cause ain't nobody trying to dig for gold. Right. Ugh, copper actually. 
um, we don't want that. So since then, that's been a best practice for me, where if I know that I'm going to be in the company of another top or someone who likes uh, booty and stuff like that, I'll just, you know, take a shower, you know, and do a little two pass with my little bowl. It's very easy. Very five minutes, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to make sure that you're good. Because niggas like to finger. Niggas yeah. like to suck the hole. That's, you got it. Yeah, you got to. People gotta like to blow on the hole and stuff like that. And maybe what I don't what people like. You got to suck the hole. Yeah. And you don't want nothing. You don't want nasty gas coming out when they suck it. <laughs> so you just want to. So that's been a, a best practice. You know what I'm some people eat, some people feast. It's levels. Well, I love to be feasted on like, or, you know, listen, like a buffet. <laughs> you know, go to corral me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's been something that I've enjoyed. But I guess it's, yeah, it's a little bit different and a little bit of a, a more lighter version of what you're talking about when you have to actually fully prepare for a dick. Yeah, nobody got time for that. It's, uh, it's longer. It's longer it's, process. It's too much. It's too much work. You don't like that? I really don't. I don't enjoy the the prep. So that's why, like, for me, and my my experiences, is, is um, but again, like I said, the most sex or, like, penetration I got was probably in that last relationship. Um, so anything outside of that has pretty much been a one-off or in a relationship where even in a relationship or like, you know, the guy I'm dealing with now is, is very much, um, is one-off. It's not, uh, it's not, not, nothing has ever been like that, that, that relationship. Um, and that was four and a half years of that. So now it's very much one-off. Um, what does one-off mean? Well, no, one off is like kind of like with because one off sound like hookups, like yeah, that's not that does sound like hookups. So like, I'm using, <laughs> the wrong, using the wrong terms. So now it's more sporadic. I'm sorry, that's what I mean. Got you. Very much sporadic. You know, birthdays, holidays. Um, I just felt like it today. Uh, surprise you, uh, walking in the door, ass in the air. Oh shit! Because um, I felt like it. Because I I'll get a mood now for me. Like now it's like a just random. It's like an itch. Like yeah. Yeah, that spot. I want that spot. Uh, cat. So I'll get that mood. I like that. That's sweet. Um, yeah, because, you know, it's like I say, it's just very interesting because when you talked about how if you meet a guy and y'all go out or something like that and you talk about what y'all like, which I think is very important, especially within our community. And, I, and a part of me used to think that it was a bit forward, but at the same time, it's very realistic because you kind of just want to be straightforward with the fact that, you know, hey, let's see if we're actually compatible if it leads to and when it leads to sex. So you kind of got to know exactly like where people stand and whatever. But I know for me, like I have never pursued a versatile man um, romantically. And that's something that I don't do. Um but at the same time, like I don't pursue people much, mm-hmm. like at all. But if I had to, I don't go. I never pursue like a, a verse man at all, um, because I just feel like I can't promise that there's going to be a time or there's going to be a, a way that I'm going to feel comfortable or when I feel comfortable enough to 
be versatile and to, you know, want to even be open to getting fucked or whatever, because I just really love doing the penetrating. So that's why, like in my case, like I've never actively pursued or um, even like went along with a verse man when it came to romance. If it's strictly sexual, then we have an understanding. What if you got, let me ask you a question. What if you guys had like a super deep emotional connection and you got vibed so much, but that happened to be his sexual preference? Say that's something you don't want to do. Would you be open to? And he was just like, oh, maybe you meet somebody like that and they don't, they don't need to be on top, you know? Or maybe they say, you know, like me, oh, it was an itch or whatever. Because I mean, like I said, if I'm single, or I'm saying I really don't get that itch. But if I'm in a relationship, it's different. Um, so say, say, you know, he, he got that itch and he wanted some ass. Like, would you give him a hall pass or be an open or whatever? Or would you miss out on that relationship opportunity because of the sexual position label that he gave himself? So everybody who knows, uh, from the show that listens to it, like I'm a more monogamous leaning person, uh, than anything. So for that reason, that's why I say like, I would avoid even pursuing a relationship deeper than anything sexual with someone who did identify as verse. And especially if they said that they do need to do the flipping or to to actually have as just as much as dick or whatever case is. That's why I say like, I can't promise that there's going to be a time I can't promise if I'm ever going to be open to that. So I don't want to waste our time and stuff. And because I am monogamous, that also leads to the fact that, you know, it's just us. So I don't, you know, if it, if it was a situation where it was open, which maybe in some alternate universe, I'm a poly person or open relationship type of guy, maybe in a couple of years, I can't speak on it, but that would be a space where it's like, oh, well, shit, you better go get it from somebody else, you know, but um, that's just why I choose to kind of like avoid romance with a verse man, because it's just I don't know if I can really please you. So in your experience, though, that shouldn't not shit, but um, has that been an issue for you with you statistically? Like you said earlier, you know, there's more bottoms in the community versus um, tops anyway. So. Has that even been an issue for you? And then you're dating Never. Not really, right. Because most men are bottoms. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, like, and and I, look, like I say, like, I'm a gay male. Like, I've definitely tried in my early years because out of curiosity and stuff to see, like, exactly if I truly liked what I liked or if I wanted to explore shit. And I tried it. And again, I've had pleasurable moments uh, in my earlier 20s when I tried it and it was actually good. But it's that like my thing, no, it's not my thing or whatever. But because he ain't never hit that spot. No, the spot was hit. The spot was hit. (laughs) (laughs) It was. He ain't hit it long enough. It was. I remember when you start levitating. I felt like I was coming out of my body. When you start fucking levitating, like oh damn. I remember I felt like I needed to like literally unzip my skin and come out of it because. The pleasure was just, it was not even pleasure anymore. It was ecstasy at that point. Ooh, it was crazy. I remember that. Um, yeah, I was 22. I had just moved to LA, actually. 
Yeah. To this guy uh, that I called Mexicoc. Yeah, he was Mexican. He had a big dick. I figured that. Mexicoc, yes. Yeah, that was cute, but that was that was a, a one-off yeah, situation. Because, again, I was like, okay, let's see. All right, that was cute. Did my expiration, you know, but, yeah. So, yeah, I can never speak for the future. I know that things are fluid. I know that things change and stuff like that. If that does happen at some point, um, then it does. If I was to, I don't know, become a little versatile, then, hey, if that happens, then I would shout from the mountaintop, my name is Kitty and I have become versatile. I'm going to say that. But, yeah, I just, I, I like to do the bending for sure. But I do I do enjoy being a side um, more than anything because penetration isn't everything. Penetration is not everything. Penetration is cute, but masturbation is great. And then oral is even better than that. So it really just depends though. But yeah, I kind of found it a reason uh, to sort of just like explore who I am and stuff. But when we were talking about earlier, just like with the fact that, you know, people can meet up and talk about what they like and what they don't like and stuff. I kind of felt like there's been a couple situations, more than a couple, actually most situations with Versamen where it kind of like got a little problematic, you know, where if I was on like those apps or something like that, um, where it was an understanding that they wanted dick, they want to bottom, and then we do that. I provide that, and then now they're wanting to do the bending and wanted to top me. And now I'm uncomfortable, and now I'm getting what I hear from social media, but in person while we're butt naked, and that has been a big issue for me uh, when it came to like hooking up with verse men see choices were made on both ends and on those verse guys uh and they made the decision to you know engage in sexual activity with you knowing what was up because you laid it out there from the beginning and then try to bait and switch and be like all right now it's my turn and the thing is i already told you you wasn't fucking me so yeah. are you long now be like you know versus the best you know basically trying to coach you into it or convince you when you like i told you what was up yes see i don't do that because because you're not problematic like i just said earlier that's entrapment right it's entrapment yeah it's entrapment so i gave you some booty so now you're like all right what's up it's my turn nah i don't work like that well i'm glad that you think like that because yeah i mean some of the, the verse brethren uh like i said i would never paint you know, a broad stroke over an entire community or generalize anybody. But nine out of 10 times um, has been that encounter. And it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I mean, it's, I mean, not even low key, but like it's predatory. Like, cause it's just like <laughs> the dramatics, you know, <laughs> it becomes. <laughs> You laugh, but but listen, but listen, yo, you're wild. <laughs> when you're when you are butt fucking naked, 
in y'all not on Twitter anymore. Um, you not watching nobody's blog and nobody's podcast on YouTube, and you hearing the verse sex is the best sex and all that shit. This is y'all butt naked in a room, all that stuff, and this person is now wanting something from you and trying to convince you to do something that you already told them what they should expect and they know what to expect, but now they're trying to switch up and they're telling you that in person. So now you're like, okay, like what do, what do I do? What do I say in this situation? Like, it's very uncomfortable. And like, like I said, like I've definitely felt that, um, and even talk to people who do bottom or who do top or whatever. And when they had like those encounters with certain verse men, um, they would get that, but they usually was only tops that would get that because verse men were never really trying to convert bottoms. If I ever fuck with a verse man, always make sure I got the ass first because I had to set that standard. Now, is that predatory? Maybe I don't fucking know, but it was like, I had to like set the standard, like you're not fucking me. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking you, and if we come back around late, but again, it has to be a vibe too. So it's it's always it's always a vibe. Like I have to feel the energy first before I ever let anybody fuck me. Now there have been uh, times I, I fucked with a couple of tops before too, who I knew straight up were, and it was I knew what it was. It was I'm single. Um, I don't want a relationship with you, mm-hmm. and I knew it was up. I knew he was the top, and I wanted to fuck. What so, makes you want to pursue somebody in uh in a romantic stance versus? Um, in a romantic romantic stance um the 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 vibe uh we have to connect first of all like we have to have a just a a, a natural attraction to each other mm-hmm. been in relationships before you understand like that draw yeah. that draw that you have to an individual on top of that it has to be a mental stimulation and then it has to be an emotional bond for me okay and, and then we go from there um typically anyone i've ever been in a relationship with actually all of my relationships that i've been in with they've been organic situations so i it wasn't a i was on one of the maps um now have i met partner off of an app like a let's say a facebook or not facebook excuse me instagram Mm -hmm. and it was a follow like a like a dm and then it ended into relationship or entered Mm -hmm. into relationship yes that has happened um or someone was like hey meet my friend i think you guys will vibe and we did, or the dude I was talking about earlier. We ran to each other at the bathroom in the bathroom at, at a hotel. Literally, I was washing my hands. He was looking at me a little bit too long, and um, I got a smart ass mouth. I'm direct. I'm forward. Mm-hmm. He was the same way. So I was like, "What are you looking at?" But I didn't say, "What the fuck are you looking at?" I was like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" And he's like smirking. Take a picture. It'll last longer. And then like the banter, and then I leave, and then I just so happened to see him again the following day. So we exchanged numbers, and then it moved. So for me, my relationship have always been organic situations which made me feel like it was some divine universe connection. Even if it wasn't meant to last forever, it was, there was some lessons. Yeah. There was some experience you needed, some lessons you needed to learn how to love yourself, how to love others, how to treat people, things of that nature. Um, I got something mm-hmm. out of it and I think that they did as well. It was for my benefit in the future. Um, I like that's that. how I look at it. Um, what did you learn from that relationship? That relationship or that relationship still talks. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, uh, Self worth. <laughs> um, I learned, like I said earlier, uh, how to love myself, how to love other people, how I want to be treated. Importantly, because you know you hear that old phrase, um, 
you accept the love that you think you deserve. Mm. You know, I was in a different space. I didn't even know myself. I didn't know who I was. I was new into my gay lifestyle. I was late bloomer. I didn't lose my virginity until 19. And I met him at 23. Mm. Um, so and I'll be 33 this year. So it's like, you know, I didn't know who I was at that time. So we learned a lot about um, ourselves, I think, in that relationship. Yeah, you know, that's the and, and the pace, the the foundation for moving forward. I knew how to listen to the red flags, don't ignore them when you when you see them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very like no nonsense about stuff in the beginning with with guys because I look at the bigger picture. Because it was such a terrible breakup, and you know devastation, the heartbreak. It was um, we were very physically violent to one another in that relationship, more so on his ass. If I'm being real, because like I feel like as I as I reflect, I painted him as a villain, which he was. Um, but I'm like, I'm sure I was a villain in his story as well. So I had to accept some accountability. Um, because I would say eight times out of ten, I threw the first punch, but it was probably also because like he was intimidating me. It was it, it would be like he would do shit like choke me and like throw me up against the wall. So I had to oh, punch him yeah. to get him off me. You know what I mean? So like technically, if we want to be technical, I punched him. But my nigga, you choked me. Mm-hmm. Or like you dragged me. I had hair at that point. I mean, like you would drag me by my hair, like out my fucking bed, like a crazy person. Don't be scrapping. So like that set boundaries moving forward. Like not just physical acts of violence. I don't accept. Um, like you ain't gonna yell. I give everybody they want. So I've dated, you know, after that, obviously. And if somebody, I felt intimidated or like they raised their voice at me. To me, I considered that violence. So if I would have conflict with somebody I was dating and mm-hmm. he would fucking scream at me like, oh, shut the fuck up. Or like, you ain't gonna talk to me crazy like that. That's your one. So mm-hmm. I always say, that's your one. You do it again, we're done. And mm-hmm. I have a very good habit of just, you're done. We don't need to have closure. I don't need it from you. You ain't getting it from me because you violated my boundaries. I said it. You disrespected me. I have non-negotiables. And I have like three, you know, physical acts of violence, mm-hmm. and, you know, infidelity. And then what's the other one? Um... Well, the physical acts of violence kind of goes hand to hand. You're not going to intimidate me and um, be loud like that. Like, you mm-hmm. ain't going to scream at me. Like, I, I'm, I'm a person who deals with a lot of trauma from my childhood. And mm-hmm. I've done the work. Prior to that relationship, it was always like, well, I need to get into therapy. I need to, you know, heal from the past traumas. And then within the last, you know, the pandemic, that kind of forced me into all of that. So I've been in therapy for like two and a half years now. And then, um, you know, I'm good with my communication style. That's very, very important to me. So if you can't effectively communicate, and not just to my standards, but just like we have an agreement on how we work through conflict mm-hmm. um, that we can't be together. So I don't give multiple chances on stuff like that anymore because I look at the big picture. When I was in that relationship and it ended, I felt like when my heart broke, oh, I'm going to fucking die. I can't mm-hmm. live anymore. So now I'm like, yo, it's 8 billion people on this fucking planet. You will find another. You will have moments where of lust. You have moments of where you feel connected to somebody, but they may not be a person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were there to teach you something. Maybe you were there to teach them something. Um, even when you feel like it's done, you, hey, you'll find another, you meet somebody else, um, you'll move on. Not that I treat people like they're dispensable, but it's mm-hmm. I'm setting the foundation. I want to lay these bricks with you. I'm letting you know, this is what I require. You tell me what you require. If you violate Hey, I'm nice enough that I might give you your one. Usually I do. If you disrespect that boundary again, then we're done. So I don't, yeah. Have you ever like yelled at somebody 
Absolutely. initially and, and possibly gave them their one before. Absolutely. And they would be valid for not fucking with me again because I'm fair. Mm. But again, in the spirit of accountability and I feel like I'm a hyper aware person. Um, like I said, the last two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So anything prior to that, I'm sure I've been villains in people's stories and I can admit that I can admit that. So working on myself and moving forward, I feel like I've evolved. I was underdeveloped a few years ago. I don't think I've arrived. I don't feel like we ever, you know, are at 100%. It's a continuous We're, journey. We are humans. We are not perfect. I don't think none of us will ever be at a, a hundred. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like there's always things that we can learn. We, we can, can strive. Improve and work on ourselves. So for me, moving forward, I feel like my communication style is a lot different than it was five years ago. So yeah, there probably have been moments before where I've raised, no, not half. I know there have been moments. I'm mm -hmm. a hothead. I'm temperamental. I'm fiery. I'm spicy. I'm short. Jersey, I'm Leo, all that stuff. So I feel like they're all, all, you know, I'm like rah-rah. Most of the time. You short and spicy. I'm short. I'm spicy. It's yeah. Like I'm fiery. That's just, that's how I am. I'm a passionate individual about most things. I talk about things, the vein pop out the side of my neck and it could be about food because I'm so passionate about it. So mm -hmm. that's how I speak. So some people may take that. If we're having a conflict in the past, I may have gotten like that. I don't do that anymore. Um, I went to a far extreme before, mm -hmm. like the last year and a half, where I would just, I would not react because when I went to therapy, he was like, what do you, what do you, my therapist, he's a man, gay male. He was like, what do you want to take out of this? And I said, I'm, I'm a reactionary individual and want to learn how not to do that before because um, the reactions that I got from other people based off of how I behaved, you know, people have left or people have, you know, felt hurt by my behavior and my actions or my words. And I want to work on that. Mm -hmm. And he helped me. But over time, I think I kind of took it to the far extreme. And he said that, you know, you're a little too hard mm -hmm. on yourself after, you know, situations will happen. Then also he said, um, I know that you police your feelings a lot. So then that was just too much, just like stoic almost. And that's not my personality at all. And he didn't want me to feel that way. So now I'm, I'm still working on the balance. So now I kind of sit mm -hmm. and I think, and it's hard. It's so hard, but I have to sit and think before I react now, because normally my normal personality is to immediately react to anything, especially disrespect. That's like number one for me. Look, I feel it because, and a lot of people be able to just see themselves within that as you explained and described. So, no, I mean, like I say, like we, I say it all the time on the show, every single day that we get the opportunity to live throughout the day and to wake up is a opportunity to evolve and to learn and to become better for ourselves, but also most importantly, you know, even for like folks that we involve each other uh, with, be it family members, friends, or loved ones. So yeah, I mean, it's all self-development and all like a learning lesson. So that's why I wanted to know with that, toxic relationship what was the learning lesson you know because we be having those often <laughs> you know I've, I've definitely had my fair share of a couple signs being the signs you know see i'm more of a a passionate sensitive uh person you know i go internal a lot but i also speak and communicate you know uh what's on my mind and like you know what's affecting me and stuff to like my 
close uh, counsel or whatever, you know, whoever they may be. Right. But um, and then I talk about on this show, you know, so everybody has like their ways of, you know, just having like that exit, that that outlet to just release, you know, but I think that that's important really for people to know because they know how to like approach you. And then you gotta meet people where they at. You got to meet people where they at, uh, which that's also something that um, I've been really coming to terms with and stuff and like really not expecting too much from individuals. And especially when it comes to people um, that may be from my past and stuff, you know, um, I give grace most times, especially uh, when I don't get the same grace in return. But, um, yeah, that's something that I've been like really coming to terms with when it comes to like meeting people where they at. Cause they're meeting me where I'm at. I used to do that. The whole give race things. I don't like doing it. I'm like... <laughs> you know, maybe that's one of my toxic traits now. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm so fucking like, um, I'm like, no, like no nonsense about anything. Um, I feel that. Yeah. Like about nothing. Cause I look at that big picture, I'm like, yo, it's 8 billion people. Next, like, I just. See, I'd be like all romantic and fantastical and shit. Like, well, what? Do you romanticize the potential? I used to in the past. I used to as well. Oh, yes. I was, oh, I was guilty because I'm a natural optimist, uh, mm-hmm. but not to the point where I'm naive because um, I do practice some sense of realism on top of that. But. Yeah, my natural optimistic side does uh, be it, it fights with the realism. Uh, See, actions often. are so important though, because you can romanticize the potential all you want, but like, it's it's really all about actions. That's true. That's that's true. Like, Yo, what you're showing me is X, and um, that doesn't align with my core values. So let's be friendly. Let's do you believe that people change? Yeah. I think we all evolve over time um, at different rates. Um, I think all things happen with purpose. Like I said earlier, I feel like people, you know, some people are here as examples. Um, you're here to uh, share knowledge. You learn from them and vice versa. So, yeah, I feel like people can, can evolve and be great. You know, you can be with in a relationship with someone and you can... You can build them up. You can help them um, learn a lot of things while you're in that relationship actively. And then they're, you know, better for the mm-hmm. next person. Some people get bitter about that. But then I'm like, they really weren't for you. Maybe that's why you came into their lives to show them. But then you feel like you, you're you left, um, like you're, you're lacking something. Because you're like, well, what, what the fuck did you do for me? I built you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely something that a lot of us uh, go through. I've seen it on many of social media outlets uh where people are like i built you up to be this and now you better with somebody else like that's crazy yeah but that's that's something uh that has a lot of ego in it and you have to release the ego so like i said like we we all get the opportunity to evolve and become better um as we wake up and live throughout the day and stuff successfully and just keep moving forward you know but no i think all of that is very important. Um, and that's why I wanted to know, like, when it comes to you 
pursuing somebody romantically versus the person that would just be possibly just like that sex hookup, fuck buddy, mm-hmm. nothing too serious type of deal. Because a lot of people have like their own different ways of how they go about that. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Yeah. I know I tell people all the time, I'm like, if we usually start off um like on some sexual shit, then you kind of just like are lumped in that that category. Um because and that was definitely me like when I was younger and I've actually grown out of that um as I've entered into my thirties because I've had situations where it was sexual that developed into romance uh and romantic interest mm-hmm. because of pure chemistry between the both of us but um yeah you know shit i've given i've given romance to people that probably should have just been fucked hey i've given romance to people that probably just should have stayed in my dms hey. you know so but lessons lessons learned y'all you know but i guess um really just to wrap this particular topic up what would you say that you would want people to have an understanding a better understanding of versatile men outside yourself but just as a total <laughs> yes i'm cool uh miss <clears throat> quinta uh people be gay <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah people be gay so within the community all that that extra shit and you know like i i've been guilty of it too when i was younger and i was like oh i only identified as this only identified as that um or like i tell you like my friends they they only identify a certain way and they don't want their guy doing one thing or the other um i don't know because i I feel like i could even say the same thing to like the verse community when you've explained how some people um they uh they mischaracterize uh you know tops or bottoms and saying like they're boring because they're they're one dimensional and they don't want to try xyz i just feel like be honest mm-hmm. be real because for who is who whoever's for you is for you that's how i feel even if it's like not even a romantic space like if you're just fucking like you just want you want you're trying to do a hookup situation like the people that catfish because there's people like somebody mm. out in dc has been using my pictures for years which is fucking crazy because honestly dc is not one of them cities that i visit very often um i went to school undergrad in maryland i do enjoy dc i like visiting i've never lived there and there's somebody in fucking dc who's been using my pictures for years when i tell you it's like it's like every few months i get emails not email sorry i get text messages or phone calls and they're like mm-hmm. hey you in dc right now i'm like mm-hmm. That shit is weird because I'm like, when you meet up, then what? Yeah. So don't catfish with your preference, basically. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, you can like whatever you like, just be real. And respectful. I feel like people like authenticity. I would, I, I hope so, but sometimes people don't in this fake ass world. Right. Yeah, be be honest. I feel like be honest, be respectful, be understanding, accepting, you know. And when I say respectful, like everybody has their boundaries, whatever you are, top, bottom, of verse, or any of the intersectionals between versatility and stuff. Like respect people's boundaries, 
Cause like, that's my big thing because for so long, I just felt like, you know what? If verse sex is the best sex, then y'all need to just stick with each other strictly <laughs> when it comes to hookups and romance. Stick with each other. Stop talking about verse, verse sex is the best sex because guess what? Y'all already know it is. So y'all talking <laughs> to the, y'all's preaching to the choir and let tops and bottoms be amongst themselves or whatever. Um, and, a part of me still feels that way. It's enough for everybody. But it's it's stuff. literally enough for everybody to go around and it's enough booty to uh bury yourself in and, and all that stuff. So booty makes logo, man. It really does. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Again, flashbacks. I just started back that damn Ashwagandha. So um <laughs> It has been doing its thing. It works, huh? I'm yeah. going to ask you that earlier because I saw that. Yeah, it's very calming. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, if people don't know, like ashwagandha is an herb, uh, a very ancient Ayurvedic Indian herb uh, that people used primarily for like calming, uh, stress, anxiety, depression, all the things. But there's been a resurgence and I've been taking it I started taking ashwagandha like 10 years ago mm. um, because I was really big into herbs and supplements and it's been a resurgence of it being used like the last two years. So it also enhances from what I got to experience last month. It also uh, enhances your uh, vitality, sexual vitality. Mm -hmm. um, but then also your, um, nerve endings so i found that my uh dickhead is even more sensitive and oh, my wow. booty hole is actually sensitive to oh, the wow. touch mm. oh yeah 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 it <laughs> yeah like if i shuffle my booty cheeks around because the booty meet back there so they shuffle and they kind of chafe in a good way right but that friction I said, oh, what the fuck is that? Said, oh, my God. And then, like, when I clean myself in the shower, when I'm taking a shower, you know, you got to stick your finger up in your booty hole, you know, to clean it. But when I tell you my eyes were rolling back to my head, <laughs> no, seriously. Let me try to ask for Wanda now. Listen, get on. I, look, I'm, I'm, trying, off Amazon. I'm trying to work <laughs> on some type of sponsorship, but I'm not going to say a specific mm -hmm brand but when i do y'all just know that's the one get ready because i've been seeing a lot of uh, females that have been saying that it increases their uh nerve endings and like their orgasms and stuff i experienced a hands-free orgasm uh by just getting my gooch licked oh, uh last month uh that was crazy and then i felt like i was about to go super saiyan because i felt like i was about to have like three or what I call an amplified orgasm. I was on a precipice of it. It was about to be like three whole waves, but uh, that's been doing a thing. So I've been really enjoying that as of late. Whew. Yes. So nah, <laughs> try y'all things, but no, I'm glad that, you know, you got to come back to new radio and me too. It's been great. It's been a while, but I'm, Happy to be back. Grace us with your back in the future. We can talk about, you know, some yeah. more grace us with your passion. Hey. 
You have one of the cutest voices. I do not actually have the, this. Don't. You don't like it, but it's so cute. It's so this thing on TikTok. If you take your hands mm -hmm. and you put them right here in front of your ear, you can hear your own voice, and it sounds gross. Try it. Put your hands right there. No, see, I didn't used to like my voice until no, I didn't used to like my voice until I actually start hearing myself on the show. You turned yourself on because your voice is like I didn't turn myself on, but I said, "Oh, I see what people are talking about." Mm -hmm. Because when I used to hear it, you know, if I'm on a watching a video or something, I'm talking in the background, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, when I start hearing it, like actually come through somebody's speaker and shit, I'm like, oh, so that's what it's given. Got it. But I get it now. Yeah. No, but you got a cute ass. Like, I don't like, thank you. I just want to squeeze you. <sighs> you got like the uh, let me like tickle type of voices. And he snorts. I'm really snorting, yeah. That's crazy. Snorts and stuff. It's the wine. Y'all hear that? That's crazy. No, this was a good uh, glass of uh, wine. It was. It was um, I'm glad I didn't slur <laughs> as much all over this episode because this was very, very much full body Cabernet. Yes, sir. Sauvignon. But no, thank you again. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, and I guess. Uh, Again, you guys, feel free to subscribe, stream, like, share, Nude Radio, streaming on all platforms where you can hear a podcast. And if you want to reach out to me personally, reach out to me via Instagram at Kenny Heflin. Oh, and let me not forget, I got a TikTok now. Hey. So at Kenny Heflin one. And he doesn't wear a shirt on there much, so definitely follow him on TikTok. Yeah, because I just be on the couch in, a, in my sunlight. You know, sunlight's the best filter in my in my opinion. But um, yeah, where can they find you again? Um, don't follow me. No, please don't. Oh my god. Oh. At Bev Specialist. Um, yeah, on social media platforms. No, you said don't follow me. Please don't. Well, because you know, I keep like when I was on on Instagram, I have like my stories is like clothes like i don't, I don't want to interact with the oh clothes. yeah you, yeah yeah you I really yeah don't. i really don't <laughs> i remember you started doing that like back in like 2018 20 or 2017 actually i like to mind my business because i was still living in downtown uh in that loft and i remember i was like what because i didn't even know how instagram really worked i'm like what's good i feel like if i know you you know me and then that's it i don't really care about all that social shit that's sweet <laughs> I'm here for it. Look, I support it all. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yes, thanks, Javi, for coming back on to New Radio. It's been a time. But uh, y'all have a great week. I'm excited for you to hear this episode. And yeah, slide in our DMs respectfully. <laughs> you might have a new fan <laughs> or a few. Never. You never know. All right. Well, bye, you guys.